This podcast is part of the Michigan Sports and Entertainment Podcast Network. Go to michigansportsandentertainment.com for more great podcasts. Welcome, everybody, to the Skeptical Skeptics podcast. I'm your host, RJ Metzger. And I'm Rachel Metzger. And we are on episode 21. So last week was the JFK special, which was long and different. And we had guests. So <laughs> and if, we recorded it like three weeks ago. Yeah, it was like, yeah, like over a month ago, actually. Um, but anyway, so if you enjoyed that, then check out the Area 51 special. If you did not enjoy that, luckily, we only do that once every 10 episodes. So like two and a half months. So you just can skip, skip it. You can just skip all of our specials, <laughs> yeah, basically, if you fine. don't like them. Yeah. Um, and then you can get back to the normal short stuff. So this week in the news, we have. Wait, is that what this segment is called in the news? Yeah. Uh, actually, I can't say why it's called that because I accidentally stole it from something else. But oh, oh, let's not say that part. Well, it's just in the news, which makes sense. Anyway, so I posted this on our social media accounts, but multiple realities, uh, were confirmed at least their quantum level um, in a new experiment existing at the same time. So this goes back to a couple thought experiments um, that are pretty like famous, like one of them being Wigner's friend, the other one being Schrodinger's cat, right? Mm -hmm. So Schrodinger's cat's the easy one. Um, you put in a cat with a vial of poison in a box and uh, close up the box and that that cat is dead and alive at the same time yeah, right. until you open the box and confirm one or the other. Right. Wigner's spent a friend, I guess, is the is the thought experiment. The other one. Um, and it's fairly similar as well, um, stating that uh, the results of something can be changed based on having just observed it. So like Futurama made a famous joke about this where they were um, at like a alien horse race or whatever. And like they they were like, it was such a close race. We have to measure it at the quantum level. And then um, the old professor guy was like, oh, you guys changed the results by having observed it and threw out his ticket or whatever. So like it's like a pretty famous thought experiment. Got it. But anyway, so they were able to confirm this. They did six simultaneous observations of a photon and looking at its polarization. And four out of the six um, were able to see if it was um, what polar state it was in and they didn't agree even though it was simultaneously observed meaning every single one of them was correct so there were multiple realities at the quantum level with that so even though one observed it in one state the other observed it in another state both states were real both states were correct multiple realities existed okay this is a cool study right i just feel like they wasted a lot of money to say different people's perspectives make different realities yeah but like, like it's, it's literally like i look but it's at something empirically looking at like but it's i get empirical. it no I, I get it but i'm just saying like to me blue is this way and to you blue is this way that's literally all they're saying yeah but they proved it right but we already knew that but proving or like it. my voice inside my body sounds like this and my voice sounds different to you which technically is two different realities but that's your perception that are the same right but your voice to you is not recordable yeah, I know that. I'm just saying. This like is the cool it. part. I, anyway. No, I get it. I, it just it feels like they wasted a lot of money on something that we all already knew. Psh, disagree. Okay. Anyway. You're wrong. Um, so we should be having some ads in this episode. I, I think. 
I feel like they talked about it. Yeah. I saw it on our, yeah, on our, on our podcast network. So we should, should have some ads. So if you hear some ads, that's uh, why they're there. You already know this. We've said it like six times. Right. So check them out. Uh, or ignore them. Whatever. They're legitimately good, though. Um, like, Do your thing. I checked out Boar Meets World, which is a Boy Meets World it's podcast. So it's really, really I mean, if funny. If you're not into Boy Meets World, I don't know. It won't be funny. But, but if you're into Boy Meets World, you will enjoy this. For those of us this. who grew up on Boy Meets World, and it holds an extremely special place in our hearts. Yes. This, it's awesome. Incredibly hilarious podcast. And the guys so, are really funny. Uh, one one thousand percent. You should check them out. Um, anyway, that wasn't an ad. That was just us talking. No, that was us. So I you mean, might that hear might, that, and then you might also hear an ad for it. That might just count as our ad. I don't know. Sure. But anyway, uh, your turn. I am going to be talking about the devil's tramping ground today. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's it. You know I don't go more yeah, than but that. See, that wasn't enough of a tease. I don't even no, care, and I already know about it. This one isn't that long, and so I can't... I can't... I'll just give away everything. Yeah. There's not... There's not. It's not, like, deep enough for me to give a small snippet. All right. Also, you know I don't like small snippets. I want to keep them guessing. True. So I'll be talking about our good friend, James Leininger slash James Houston. So I did for, not know that was my friend. He is our friend. Um, for right. anybody who enjoyed uh, the Carl Eden story or the reincarnated kid or that we did a couple of months it ago. If you haven't heard it yet, go check it out first because we're going to probably be making back references. No, um, I really have to. No, go check it out. OK, or just listen to this and enjoy your life. No, check it out. Are, are just not the boss of you. Do your thing. <sighs> Do you, boo? Exhausting. <laughs> um, anyway, so I would recommend you check it out, although it's true. I'm just a voice on your podcast app. Like on The Simpsons? Correct. Oh, speaking of which. Do not enter. I think we need to do, yeah, I'm just a sign, not a cop. Um, we, I think we need to do a pre-roll. But anyway, so if I need to a move what? it, then I will. Uh, an ad for PodCoin. So... Everybody, if you uh, listen to podcasts, which I'm assuming if you're hearing this, then it is not a multiple realities existing thing. <laughs> you do listen to podcasts. Um, at least one podcast. At least you one. listen to one podcast. Check out um, PodCoin. So it's a pretty cool new app. Um, one, it is a functional podcast player, which a lot of people don't have. Like they have one that really annoys them or doesn't have good features. This one has good features. It, it does good things. Mainly what it does is it records the time that you listen and rewards you with these things called PodCoins. Um, so for every 10 minutes, you get a PodCoin. And PodCoins, you can turn into either like like gift cards for yourself or like from Starbucks or like Amazon or whatever, or you can donate them. So for instance, like just from the podcast listening I've done, uh, we've been able to donate like 7,000 calories for like dogs to eat um, next month. So that's like really cool. Like rescue why dogs. You don't just say food because they count it in calories. I anyway. get that, but you can just say we, we donated food to dogs. Yeah, but saying you donated calories, calories I get that, but saying you donated calories sounds weird. Like, if you were a grown man, that would be three days worth of calories. I'm not arguing that. My just p- from listening to a podcast. My point is that it's like, you're ruining that. They have weird. to check this out. So, anyway. Sorry, it just sounds weird. Well, we quiet. donated food. That's enough. Anyway, so you food. can. Hey, that is enough. Love you. Anyway, so. Never. We donated some calories, and you can donate Slash too. food. They also have other. <laughs> Keep Worse. going. Um, they have other charities and stuff like that that you can donate to. So Pod Podcoin is the app. It's on major app stores, and our promo code is Skep Skep S K S K E P S K E P, all caps, no spaces. Um, you'll get three hundred free Podcoins that you can use, and uh, we actually get nothing for giving you that. So 
I mean, use it like, you know, even if you hate us, use it. It's just free pod coins. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So pod coin, check it out. Um, oh, and then listen to us because that helps <laughs> listen to us on pod coin. Um, but anyway, so James Leininger, our friend, was born April 1998. So he's a youngin. Well, he's an old April one now. 1998. I guess he's 21 now. He's a lot younger than us. Jeez. But anyway. What he, a baby. Uh, yeah. So James, much like Carl, had an early fixation with airplanes. He just absolutely loved them. By the age of two, he knew many models uh, by name and especially um, the most commonly produced ones like fighter planes, like Mustangs, Corsairs and Spitfires. Um, his parents took him to aviation museums and he loved World War II fighter planes. It even got to the point that the parents were like kind of annoyed by this obsession. But, you know, we all you mean know. like every parent is with right. every obsession their child goes through. And two year olds specifically get very obsessed. Um, but, you know, back in the 90s, before you had tablets and stuff, it wasn't bubble guppies. It was airport or finger families. Oh, my gosh. Uh, baby, baby shark. Well, no, that's the old one. Now they do it. What is it? Baby shark. Do, 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 do. And like freaking cracked out. We're like giving all parents that listen to us PTSD yeah, right now. They're shaking. Sorry. Um, hashtag shook. <laughs> um, anyway, so he started having night terrors, though, sometimes as much as five times a week. Um, similar Sad, to Carl. Kid. Yeah. Similar to Carl. He would scream that he was crashing. He said airplanes on fire. Little man can't get out. Um, and he would regularly like kick and thrash trying to get out of his cockpit. Um, and he was doing this like really violently. Obviously, that's worrisome. In another wave of nightmares, um, they recalled how James would say his plane was shot in the engine and he would repeatedly check and make sure there were fire extinguishers everywhere they went. And whenever he saw one, like he'd point it out to his parents. Wow. Um, he would draw airplanes uh, and you can look these pictures up online. We'll probably post them. Uh, but he would always sign his drawings James 3, which there's two interesting things about this. So one, he was three years old, but two... Um, that would be similar to Sterling signing his name because no, because he didn't know how to sign his name. So he was signing his name, James three, and nobody taught him how to sign Sterling his name. Sterling can, can like draw squiggles kind of. Exactly. So that was weird to them. And also just James three. So they asked him why James three. He goes, cause I'm the third James. I'm James three. Right. So I'm like, just to like give you reference here. Not that my kid is exactly like the basis here, but um, you know, there's like a song that he sings that's supposed to be like the alphabet. Right. And he sings like a is for apple, uh, uh, apple. Okay. But he continues the whole song. A is for dinosaur. Ah, ah, dinosaur. <laughs> a is for truck. Ah, ah, truck. So that just, that just <laughs> that shows you how if well. If Sterling signed his name, Sterling 3, <laughs> we'd be freaking out. Uh, but anyway, so um, after yet another nightmare, he gave his parents the name Jack Larson and he said Larson flew with him. And so he was saying, you know, Jack Larson, Jack Larson, this, Jack Larson, that. So by the time he was two and a half, um, he said that the man flat and crashing in the plane was named James, but he said specifically the man in the plane was James. Yeah, right. Um, although he is, he's also James. Um, and he said that the plane was a Corsair. So his uh, parents reported that they even asked him, okay, well, where, where did you used to fly from? And he said Natoma, not knowing at the time. They had no idea what Natoma meant. They thought it was I nonsense. I don't know what that is, yeah. Right. Um, but there was a USS Natoma Bay, which was an escort carrier in, w in World War II. So their conviction uh, that little James had been in a had been a Corsair pilot named James from the Natoma Bay um, was pretty strong. Right. Like, because, I mean, it's yeah, I can't blame an assembly of facts, of, a lot of facts there. Right. Um, and then one day, uh, Bruce, who's his dad, uh, had been reading a uh, book about Iwo Jima from a book club that he was in. Right. So kind of kind of 
I mean, obviously it's related. Like the kid was introduced to World War II stuff, unlike Carl Eden's parents claimed. But he um, walked up to his dad who was reading this book on Iwo Jima and saw a map and said, Dad, that's that's where my plane went down, right? And it's a place called Chichijima. So don't forget that. In Iwo Jima. I don't think I can. That's a very (laughs) very strange name. Interesting name. Um, But anyway, so now they had yet another piece to the puzzle that he was shot down in Iwo Jima. Um, So Bruce said that he... At this point, you know, I got to. So Bruce was like adamant about proving this was uh, not real. Uh, Similar to Carl Eden's dad, uh, uh, like not Catholic, but a Christian dude. This kind of just weirded him out. And he Uh, even. Yeah, I think that would weird everyone out. But he was even like to the point, like maybe we have to get him an exorcism, right? Because these violent dreams and Mm -hmm. stuff. Um, And so anyway, he was, you know, really intent on proving that this wasn't real. So. Uh, good old Bruce found a website that referred to the Natoma Bay Association. Um, and this is a bunch of guys that would reunite from the Natoma Bay. And he contacted a man named Leo Pyatt, who was a radio man on an Avenger fighter plane with the VC-81 squadron, which served on the Natoma Bay. So he asked Pyatt if there were any Corsairs flown on the Natoma Bay. Pyatt said no, only Avengers and Wildcats. And then Bruce asked if they had flown any missions near Iwo Jima, but Pyatt said yes. Uh, He was part of 36 missions that were there. And then he went to the real question, which was, was there a Jack Larson? Pyatt said he knew Larson, but he never knew what happened to him. He just kind of like up and left, right? Okay. Um, so Bruce started looking for this Jack Larson. Um, he found many Larsons that had died, but no Jack Larson and nothing related to the Natoma Bay. He looked for nothing for more than a year and then almost gave up on this thing, saying, okay, everything must have been a coincidence, right? Well, he attended a Natoma Bay uh, reunion with his kid, right? Mm-hmm. And he found out that Jack Larson, he'd been looking for a dead man. Well, it's because Jack Larson was alive. Oh, my gosh. So that's why he never find, no found way. it. Yeah, so he was alive and well in Springdale, Arkansas. Um, so after getting with Larson and all these other guys from the reunion, they found out that the carrier lost 21 men during its campaign in the Pacific. Uh, one of them was a James McCready Huston Jr. from the VC-81 Fighter Squadron, same as these other guys, shot down at the age of 21 on a special strike mission, uh, against, um, some shipping in Futami Co. Harbor in Chichijima. So, uh, right where the kid pointed to on the map. Right, yeah. So, um, James Houston is spelled Huston, but pronounced Houston. Um, he volunteered for the mission. It was his last mission. Um, and he was the only pilot from Natoma Bay who was shot down in Chichijima, the only one. So, um, his name was James and yeah, fit, fit a bunch of other stuff. He said, uh, Larson was his wingman for that mission for his final mission. Um, and, uh, nobody watched uh, him go down because he was actually the rear man in the squadron. Mm-hmm. So as they did a strafing run, they all came back up and just realized that James was no longer with them. Oh, sad. Yeah. So um, th- at least that's what they thought until they talked to a guy who confirmed. And then actually they used his confirmation to update the records um, stating that they did. He, this man saw him get hit in the engine and watched him go down. So um, they actually confirmed that about the real James Houston. Yeah. Wow. Um, anyway, so they found uh, James Houston's living sister. And, um, they were kind of reluctant. Always with the sisters. No, this is, this is the one I was referencing. Yeah, but he met his sister too, I thought. No, Carl Carl did. No, I I was referencing this kid. Who did Carl meet? No. No one? No, the parents. He met, oh, he met the parents. Well, no. No. Carl died. The parents went to the real dude's funeral. 
Remember? Oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah. So anyway, uh, that's why you should check out the other episode, everybody. <laughs> so it's on Podcoin or any other app. Uh, but anyway, so um, they were obviously reluctant to like tell her all this because it's weird, you know. Um, but anyway, they like wrote her a letter and uh, she said she was stunned at first. But after letting it sink in, she decided to meet the kid, James Leininger. Right? How would you not? How could you not? Right. So he was uh, six at the time. So after meeting the kid, she was quoted saying this child couldn't know the things he does. He just couldn't. So I believe he is somehow a part of my brother. Uh, these are the things you read about. There must be a reason for it, but I have no hint of what it could be. It's a phenomenon I don't understand because everything he's talking about happened nearly 60 years ago. There must be a reason for this. Um, and so after meeting, um, he actually called her uh, her like childhood nickname, which she had no way of knowing. And then also um, like they I, I don't know if she's still alive because I think this article is pretty dated, but um, he referred to her as his sister and she called him James three because that's what he wanted to go. That's freaking nuts. Um, but anyway, so she sent, um, a bunch of James's, uh, James Houston's personal effects to James Leininger because she felt that he should have them. Um, wow. That must be like a really strong feeling. Like yeah. she must really. Yeah. She said that not only did she feel, feel James should have the belongings, but that she truly believed the story. So, um, to add to the weirdness. So James had three GI Joe dolls, um, as a child, which he had named, like adamantly Leon, Walter and Billy. And after meeting the um, association, they found out that there was a Lieutenant Leon Stevens, an ensign Walter John uh, Devlin and an ensign Billy Rufus Peeler, who were among the 21 fatalities from the Natoma Bay. So they were in the ones that died. Not only did they serve, but they also died. Yeah. And they were also members of the same air squadron with Houston. Um, James also... Explained to his father that Corsairs would frequently have flat tires and would always tend to turn to the left. Um, and the dad kind of shared this like, hey, James used to say this thing. And they were like, yep, that's actually super what Corsairs do. That is like one of the main things Which about how would, a, how would a six year old know that? Yeah. And at the time he said that he was actually two. Oh, OK. How would a two year old know that? Right. So um, and then there was one other thing about some stuff. Yeah, stuff and the thing. I lost the note. It is With that the things. Oh, that was it. So one thing was that uh, Houston did not go down in a Corsair. Um, he went. Yeah, yeah, he was in a different. He was in a different plane. Yeah. Um, however, in the pictures that how dare you get one piece of information right. wrong at two years old? Right. But in the pictures that um, the sister sent back to uh little James, um, there was a picture of Houston in a Corsair. Apparently he had flown a lot in a Corsair before joining this new elite squadron and he died in that squadron. So he spent most of his career in a Corsair. So some of the things that from the skeptical perspective, um, that make this kind of seem BSE though, uh, and are worth mentioning is that just after the nightmares, um, which of course were, you know, we're concerning. I get that. But, um, Carol, no, sorry. Uh, the mother, Andrea, Andrea, whatever, um, reached out to a lady named Carol something. I just wrote down Carol like we're best friends, but um, <laughs> <laughs> she, my BFF Carol. Right. But Carol wrote this book 
um, on reincarnated kids and like that whole thing. And so she like reached out to her. And part of Carol's advice was to tell James that what he was experiencing were things that had happened to him before it was now over and he was safe. In other words, confirming to him to like make him feel better. Well, yeah, but confirming to him at a very young age that he was then that he was a reincarnated pilot. So, yeah, and I get it. Like it was a mother trying to comfort their kid, but at the same time, super confirmation. He, yeah, that's hard because like in the moment you would just be thinking, what can I do to help my kid feel better? Right. You wouldn't I mean, be you're thinking, thinking about how can I keep people from second, you know, from get, you know, what am I trying to say? Try, trying to disprove this. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah. And then the other part is they uh, obviously fed into his obsession with airplanes. So that, like they provided him information. So it wouldn't. Well, I, I can see that, though, because I would be like. Do you know what this is? Do you know? You know what I mean? Like, I would want him to have. Yeah, no, like just as a parent, like not trying to concoct a story. Right. Of course, you well, would do like, that. Well, like think about like, Bobby. Like, We've talked about Bobby on here. Right, right. I ask him a hundred questions about, about Bobby, Bobby just yeah. because I'm like, what? So far, we think he's a ghost in case and your also first... a hippopotamus. Yeah. In case you're unfamiliar, Bobby is our child's uh, ghost imaginary friend. friend. Yeah, imaginary, imaginary friend. He's not. That he calls a ghost. He said it one time, but that was after he'd been watching videos Halloween. about ghosts. Yeah, yeah it was anyway, Halloween time. So, he's also at the zoo said he was a I mean, hippo. I don't think, so. he, yeah, I don't think he's actually creepy. Anyway. Um, I, mean, I think it's a little creepy. He said some creepy things, but I don't think it's a creepy situation. But anyway, um, yeah, so there's that. And then also, you know, like, for instance, like the Corsair thing, like he could have picked that up from a museum and just mom and dad weren't listening, but he was, right? Kids do get crazy obsessed about things. Right. Um, but anyway... Yeah, so so this lady was a part of it. And then also this Carol lady like was like, hey, you should, you know, not only reinforce these things, but also write a book about it. And then they did. So, of course. Yeah. So that's just one of those things as far as like and I've always said this when you're skeptical, skeptical about something like who is to gain from this. Like anytime there's a sensationalized like haunting, like I'm always wary of that because it's like, well, of course, you're going to write down every little thing because you want the place to be haunted because yeah. you're selling tours. Right. So that's the same thing here. Like they did write a book. They are cashing in on this like um, and have been for years. Like I just saw an interview that they did only a few years ago, like the kids like 17 in the interview. So, you know, like, wow, sensationalizing it and, you know, fudging a little bit of facts here and there. Like, I think that that definitely well, happened. Yeah, it can't not be that interesting. Right. right. It can't. Exactly. Yeah. Not if you're trying to build a career it's off kinda of like it. kind of like reality shows. Right. right? Exactly. Yeah. So it's one of those things that, um, still interesting. Definitely. Don't get me wrong. Still interesting. Super interesting. But My, okay. would it surprise me though, if this whole thing was built off of just a couple nightmares from when he was a kid though, it and wouldn't like surprise me at all. a small obsession with airplanes. Right. It wouldn't. Um, something I think I thought about throughout this, just because like, we've already talked about pretty extensively about the whole reincarnation thing and stuff like that. Um, why is it always there? Why is it always people that fight the war that I, are pilots? I actually really wanted to talk about that. So if you want to say it's like tied to the human brain or human consciousness, like that makes a lot of sense too. like that is the human doing the most that they're going to do. Like, it's not like you passed away in your sleep, right? Mm-hmm. Where instead of reincarnated, you become a ghost in some of our other stories. But, um, but anyway, yeah, like, and then, um, the whole un- unfinished business part of it, like these guys are all young, like pilots are generally young, you know, yeah. like, um, so, I mean, I don't know. just like, if it were to happen with any of those mechanics that people think they do, yeah, it makes sense that it would be pilots to me. What? But something else I think of that's like, I don't know. Cause I, maybe my brain is weird. But um, like, what if there's someone who like a guy who died and he was like, I don't know, like a like a trash man. Right. Mm-hmm. And that was his deal. And then like the kid come the kid 
comes to life and is him reincarnated and he's just like super into trash cans yeah. and like talking about trash cans and his parents are just the like parents just have no way to you're yeah. so weird and that's <laughs> it like because there's nothing like because no, they'd be like no this is great he takes my garbage out like every day <laughs> yeah so then but they don't foster any of it yeah no, that's another right, part of because it it's not well because it's, it's not, not a cool story well and also it's not like a so specific and stuff like right. you can't like you like then you might know a lot about it, one garbage truck. Well, even like, even like soldiers, like that's a lot harder to track down. Yeah, but like the whole planes and specific names and all right. that stuff. Like it's a it's lot really easier to, yeah. Um, I always yeah, wonder I mean, if it's like, something I think about is if we're going to go as far as being in the hardcore believer side of it, what if it's not reincarnation? What if it's something else? Like what if it's like some version of like, some weird version where like, you somehow got these persons, this person's memories or something that I, mm-hmm. you know, like rather than like, just like full a, on a glitch in the I matrix. Them. Yeah. Yeah. Another well, the, instance, like, like, like what the sister worded it. I think that's a part of my brother. Yeah. yeah right. Like right. you somehow like there's like a weird glitch and you somehow ended up with their with a little piece of, of them. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, people have said like um, there have been a lot of studies about uh, kids who somehow have their parents memories right, yeah. in certain cases. Yeah. So no, I mean, so gun to my head, I think it's 80% BS, 10% confirmation bias and like 10% of, okay, that's a little weird. Like, I just, I don't think it's like that cut and dry. But there are, there are, if they're all true, there are enough. Oh, there are a ton of instances of in- this. Yeah. No, but I mean, there's enough like things that I couldn't call it like a coincidence. Yeah. If they're true. If they're true. But right, yeah, well, that's the other thing about true is, I mean, like how many times can you just like walk up to a kid? Oh, you meant this, right? And they're like, yeah, you know, oh, like yeah. that, that's the part. super impressionable, right? That's the part to me. Well, not only that, but it's just like as humans, like we naturally want to fill in gaps mm-hmm. and kids have a ton of gaps. So like we can fill them in and go, oh my gosh, that's what he said. Well, I think another thing is we like naturally dumb down kids. Like we naturally don't. Like we don't, I don't think we have as much like belief in their knowledge as they have. Like we view children as not as capable and not as intelligent as they are. Because so, they're idiots. Yeah, right. So when they show those moments of like, I'm Clarity. obsessed with this one yeah. thing and I'm really good at it. Like that's when you're, I think a lot of times it's like, this must be something else. This yeah. couldn't be my, this like, this could be my be kid my who goes in the backyard baby. and eats yeah. dirt. Right. Like there's no way. <laughs> right. So right. yeah, I think that's part of that. Could or be like part how of we too. were super convenient and convinced that Ralph, the weenie dog was like part human until he ate his own poop. Like, exactly. you know, yeah. like, yeah, no, I'm with you. Um, but yeah, so interesting case, definitely look into it and we'll post a bunch of stuff about it, but you know, I don't know. All right. So I'm talking about the devil's tramping ground. Like tramping is a strange word. I don't think I've ever said the word tramping before. I don't know. Have you ever said someone's tramped anywhere? Nope. I I, tramp. I use very few verb forms of tramp. Yeah. Maybe adjective, but only in the, you know. 1870s, I think. <laughs> exactly. So this is an area located in Bear Creek, North Carolina. It's basically like there's a big forest and there's this clearing that's a camping spot that they call the Devil's Tramping Ground. And the spot is about um, 40 feet in diameter. Which, by the way, hold on. So if we were to ever have like a podcast retreat with our listeners and friends, we're going to this place. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, honestly, like if it was I would if I could choose, I would go to like Hoyobachu, obviously. But that's very yeah, far no, away. no one's going to Romania with us. But no. North Carolina, I think also, that's I'm not going to Romania. Doable. No, Mostly, we are. We ain't got no money for that. We're going. We also have two kids. We're still going. Anyways. Um, so, yeah, it's, a, it's about 40 feet in diameter and the spot is completely barren. There's no there's no like plant life. There's no grass. There's nothing that grows there. 
Um, and it's said, according to locals, that nothing has been able to grow there in a hundred years. Like it's just been completely, and it's all grow. It's like all the, like, it's mostly dirt. And if there is grass, it's like yellow and dead. Um, and the weirdest part is if you look at the pictures of it, which we will post, like, it's literally like a perfect circle of this. And then right next to it is like beautiful green grass. It's not like the whole entire, like, it's not like this one opening and the whole opening is like that. It's like some of the opening is green and pretty and has grass and stuff. And the rest of it is dead. It's really weird. Um, so locals have, there's obviously a lot of lore around this place. Um, locals believe that it is a place where the devil literally rises up out of the ground from hell to come to earth. It's a, what do they call those? Like a, they talk about on like supernatural, a, like a, a gateway portal. Por yeah. Like and there's another word that they say, but yeah, basically like a gateway from hell to earth. Yeah. Which, um, in my mind is like back in like the 1800s, they saw this place and they were just like, Oh, why doesn't it grow grass? And they're like, well, it must be the devil. Cause that's what everything we talked about this, right? That's mm -hmm. what everything was back then. The devil must be the devil. Oh, Gil. Is yeah. that his name? Yeah, Gil. Yeah. It must be the devil. Like everything's the devil or witches. Um, so back in the 1930s, a journalist named John Williams Hardin actually went to the town and like did a whole big piece on the, on the area and talked to people. So this is what he said. Um, quote, natives say that the devil goes there to walk in circles, hence tramping, um, as he thinks up new meanings of causing trouble for humanity. There, sometimes during the dark of night, the majesty of the underworld of evil silently tramps around that bare circle, thinking, plotting, and planning against good and in behalf of wrong. I just unquote. love, I love the idea that Satan, who's nigh all powerful, is like, you know what, this little wood in uh, North Carolina. Yeah, that's going to be where I tramp around in circles. I love the idea that like hell's too stressful. That that's his job. Right. And like, there's all these people talking to him and he's like, I just need a place to get away. To, they're never going to find me here. Yes. And then also I love the idea of the devil pacing around. Yes. Like, hmm. hmm. Like rubbing his chin. Whose keys can what I hide today? What shall I do today? Also, yeah. Is it like evil, evil, like plagues or is it evil? Like, I think hmm. it's all of the above. That's How why he has to think. How inconvenience people's lives today? Yeah. Yeah. I just like that. Also, like, where did this come from? That just because there's nothing that grows there, like... It, he, the devil must walk around it. I'm hoping Do you're going to tell me he, where like, this comes starts from. Starts on the inside and then continues out, and that's why nothing grows. Or is it like because he does this outside perimeter, nothing can grow inside? Also, is it because of his devil feet that everything's tramped out, or like is he it like just stomps because, on stuff? Right, or is it just because he's Satan and stuff can't live there? So great, many questions. Great questions. So obviously, most locals avoid the place. It's not somewhere people really want to go, except for the 98 reviews on Google Maps, which is only a 3.5. So yes. Um, one star and obviously Satan except for like those people like us who would actually well, seek out a weird place like this uh, except we won't you was you won't go in the middle of a forest Too I probably scurred. wouldn't go in the middle of a forest anywhere <laughs> in the middle of the night in the dark no anyway so we're, we are going to do our ghost oh hunt my gosh, no, uh, of Goatman's Bridge yes no. we are now that it's warming up that's what she no. said <laughs> that's not what I said that's not what I said yeah, you said it was too cold no no that's not what I said. Anyway, we're going. Um, I said I'm not going to be haunted and freeze my ass off at the same time. I said nothing about actually doing it. Here in the next two weeks, we're going to go. RJ will go. No, we're going, Rachel. They challenge you. So anyways, uh, people, yeah, people over the years have tried growing lots of different things there as like experiments and everything died. Um, they say that if you leave an object there, it will disappear. Also, any person who tries to stay there overnight will never be sane again. 
I don't know what proof they have of that. I tried to find it, didn't find any. Um, but yeah, some have reported their dogs yipping and howling at the spot and refusing to go near it, which for me is a big no go. Like yeah, if that, my dog won't real. go somewhere, like I don't want to go. I'm that cool way. with it. I'm, I just dogs have a different sense than we do, and if you see something that I shouldn't see there, I'm out. So um, there have been reports from those who have stayed there that they hear strange things and see shadows, shadow like figures from the tree line, which like you know. You mean the thing you see every time you stay in a forest in the dark? Creepy weird shadows, which is why you shouldn't stay in forests. In the dark? Nope. Also, Even though I love to do that. unsurprisingly, many satanic rituals have been performed there. Of course. Because it's literally his stomping ground. I'm sorry, stamping ground. Tramping. Tramping ground. That's what I mean, his tramping ground. Um, a, <laughs> This is probably one of my favorites. A Boy Scout group decided to camp there, which like... <laughs> <laughs> there's two possibilities here. Either it's a dude who is just un informed and was just like this looks like a great spot wow look in the woods there's this perfect place that's even and there's no vegetation dead but it's perfect for us we can put a tent there he's the worst scout Scout leader of all time time and said let's bring small children to a haunted as someone who had to suffer through scouts (laughs) i can tell you that is the best scout leader like there's nothing that would inject interest into a camping trick more than saying we're going to the devil's tramping ground. That's I excellent. Pants. I pee my pants. Which, no by the way, way it's le- labeled that on Google Maps. So there's yeah, no really way these people didn't know that. The devil's tramping ground. I love but it. Like, yeah, I don't. I, I love either option. Either this guy's like, or like maybe he was about to quit. I mean, it's not a job. Screw you. Well, no, but like leave. He wasn't okay. going to be a leader anymore. And he oh, was like, like or, or he really hated the kids in his group. Any of these, any of these would make a good story. There has to be a documentary about this. So, anyways, they decided to camp there one night, and when they woke up the next morning, they were still in their tents, but miles away from the spot. So, not just like a few feet, not just like oh, you got pushed out a little bit, like literally miles. Which, in my brain, it's like okay, if a human being picked you up and moved you, first off, how did they like move you inside of your tents? And how did they do it without you waking up for miles? So I think there's absolutely no way this happened, but I love the idea that it did. Oh, yeah. This one's better. So another group of people decided that they would all go there and they wanted to stay awake all night to see what happens. You know, people had talked about everything disappearing or people getting moved. Um, They all reported hearing a soft voice singing a sweet melody to them and it lulled them all to sleep. And when they woke up, they were also miles away. Love that one. That's so good. Which is like, what a sweet little demon. Yeah. Well, it's just like you're, you're in my circle, so... I'll move you, but it's like, instead of saying, Hey, like, you know, a lot of the ghost stories of like, Hey, you're in my house. I'm yeah. going to now terrify the crap out of you. Until I know. You leave. I was like, I'm this just going like, to make you go. I have a really good singing voice, I guess. Right. So I, I just, I don't, I don't feel like dealing with the whole screaming and calling the priest thing. Let's I'm just, I'm not here to hurt anybody. Just right. like get the hell out of my circle. This is my thinking spot. This is what I do here. Yeah. And especially as if it's the devil. I wouldn't go to your office as the devil <laughs> and ruin your if work If it's the day. devil and he like, he's walking around plotting evil, but he can't scare people away <laughs> right. like people he, he, he plots evil but if people hang out in his spot he just nicely moves it's them like, hey satan it's called a fence like try making one dude <laughs> he's like i kind of did get good bro get good but yeah so interesting i mean in my eyes those perfect circles of like they don't grow anything that must be something about the soil or well now and remember in hoyabachi they like did know, the studies but there's something even underneath or something like what if like a lot of dead bodies are buried under there yeah, that that would be found with the studies. No, but like real far, way farther than know. they did. I don't know. There's got to be something about that. There's got to be something. But I, I mean, don't know what other it is. than the devil's tramping grounds. tramping ground. I prefer that story. Though. I, I do, too. But I, I also kind of enjoy science. 
Yeah, well, sometimes, but you know, cool. Sometimes it sucks, but yeah. So that's. I would love to go there. I would pee my pants and we have be, to stay run there away in before terror. Before we die, we have to stay. We have a night to come there. with lots of lights and people and people and coal and weapons to keep large animals away. Because honestly, my bigger fear is that. Yeah, there's actually I, a I'm bear. Fine. That's if you want to wake, them. if you want to pick up my tent and move me in the middle of the night, miles away, go for it. Just don't let a bear attack me. Yeah, I'm game. All right. Um, this has been another episode of Skeptical Skeptics. Uh, Every time you say that, I want to say this has been you heard with Purd. <laughs> this has been you heard with Purd happily. Um, and another Parks and Rec graph. So good job. Always Parks and Rec. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hope you like that one. Uh, and hope you liked the special last week. But if you didn't, then I don't know. What else are we going to do about it? Um, other than keep talking about it for right. some reason. <laughs> well, check it out. I mean, it's an hour and 40 no, minutes. I mean, keep Seems talking intimidating. About, like, people not liking it. I don't, I don't know what this is well, about. It's just different. It's so different. Yeah, but it's people loved Area 51. A like, lot of views. It's like when the SpongeBob movie came out, right? Like Bold Move. A lot of people didn't like that movie. So. Crazy references. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Um, we did talk about the Area 51 a lot. What? Whatever, man. I know. I'm saying people liked it. Oh, they did like it. That's yeah, what I'm saying. True. I don't know. Um, it's not the first special we've ever done. Like people know about this. Maybe. Well, we have a lot of new listeners. That's why I'm trying. To, that's why I keep prefacing it because I don't want them to think it's always going to be an hour and forty minutes. Like they were like, "Oh wow, that's the coolest thing ever." Like, guess what? Don't have time to do that every ain't, single ain't week. Nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got. I barely. We barely carve this thing out every week. And we spend half of it consoling a frustrated baby. Yeah, he's he's right now. He's Spartan kicking the side of his little bassinet and snorting like the Dickens because um, he's had a stuffy slash runny nose for 800 years his whole life it seems literally from the moment he was born <laughs> anyway so yeah enjoy the show next week or don't live your life bye rj likes to tell me what to do yeah bye i'm kyle this is steven together we host a show called boar meets world tell them what we cover on boy meets world boy meets world but that's not all is it no now we cover life experiences ours oh son of a <laughs> all right just check out the show please we really <laughs> we really need it okay we need a win just check us out we talk about the show boy meets world each episode of our show we run parallel for an episode of boy meets world where we will examine the show that's way too much what happens you know our life how it relates to it experiences i can't believe you're still recording. i am recording this <laughs> Check it out, guys. You'll get some hilarious stories from me and Steven from our childhood. You'll get a great... (laughs) Ah, I lost it.